Welcome back to the Eye on the Tigers podcast. I'm Dave Matter, Mizzou football beat writer for the Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com. And we are joined today by, rejoined I should say, by Ben Fredrickson, sports columnist who is uh, in the office downtown St. Louis today, uh, visiting with our colleagues and doing some work in, in the uh, in the STLToday.com podcast studio. PD headquarters down here. You can tell by my uh, listeners won't be able to tell, but I've got a a nice collared shirt on today. The podcast has not seen one of those from me in a while, but uh, if only they, uh, if only they had a video, they could really truly appreciate how formal this is Dave. but that's, I needed to dress up because we've got some significant news to get into. Obviously people know by now that Brady cook has been named the starting quarterback for Missouri in game one. Now what? I mean, that's that's kind of going to be what we talk about today, right? Is like, right. First of all, I think it's I think you start with with what it means for Cook, but also it doesn't necessarily solve um, or answer all of the quarterback questions around this team. But first of all, man, congrats to Brady Cook, who I applaud for being a guy who did it the hard way. Man, he stuck around. He didn't transfer. He didn't change his commitment when it, the coach he thought he was going to be playing for left or not uh, not that Barry Odom wanted to leave but yeah. there was a coaching change didn't like the way last season when I'm sure gets a chance to start plays well in the bowl game and is rewarded by an offseason that really revolved around his head coach looking for other quarterback options and what did he do he just went to work he led the team and he tried to get better so in this era of transfer crazy college sports which I don't knock you know, I, I think that if you can find a better opportunity as a college player, go get it. Coaches certainly are doing the same thing. But I will applaud guys who take the alternative route, and Brady Cook has done that. Now he gets rewarded for it. Yeah, I think the great thing about Brady and his approach to all of this was he basically said, hey, I'm going to do everything I can within my power to win this job. And the decision is I'm, I'm going to make it hard for them. Um, no matter what is said publicly, no matter what these coaches are doing to find another quarterback, no matter what the other contenders are doing, all I can do is what I can do. And I, I think he had a really, you know, impressive kind of just singular focus. You know, I, I checked on him a few times in the offseason. You know, he had some NIL events that were going on in, in St. Louis and some in Columbia. And he was just super focused. He, he was going to approach this offseason like he was the starter, that he deserved it. And he was just going to go to work. And he, he put in a lot of hours with his teammates. Not to say the other guys didn't, but I, I just think he didn't want to leave any kind of stone unturned um, and, and wanted to do everything he could to live every day like the starting quarterback for an SEC team. And then you got to go get it done in camp. And obviously we don't see everything that happens on the practice field. But I think the fact that the decision was made pretty swiftly tells you all you need to know about how that competition went. Either it was he was that good or the other guys just weren't as good or a combination of both. And I think just, it seemed like Eli Drinkwitz understood. It made all the sense in the world, just to move forward with him at quarterback and then try to maximize those, those final two weeks with him, you know, running the first team offense. So it's no longer talking about a competition. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not counting snaps or reps between him and the other guys. And now you can just go and, and try to get better as the starting quarterback. So Really interesting decision. I don't think anybody was betting on Brady Cook a year ago or two years ago, three years ago when he committed to end up being the starting quarterback when 2022 kicked off. But you give him all the credit for for getting it done. Absolutely. And and to me, it's uh, you give Eli Drinkwitz the credit for 
kind of pivoting here of saying, hey, we're going to leave this thing open. May the best man win to identifying the guy he thinks is is far out and above what he has and kind of changing his stance. Um, I would say tough love has been (laughs) the stance Eli's taken toward his quarterbacks, but that's changed now. And he's starting to give Brady Cook some of those roses that he maybe withheld previously. That's probably smart because the guys had some reasons to have his confidence dinged somewhat. I think he's done a good job protecting against that because he's a resilient young man. But at this point, you want your quarterback to be confident and you want everyone to know this is now his team. Now, will it be at the midseason? We will see. But I think building his confidence and building the confidence around him, or at least trying to, is a smart play for Eli Drinkwitz. One you only do, Dave, if if you know, watching those practices, that this guy is clearly – out in front from the pack and no one is going to be catching him before week one of the season. So last time I talked to Eli, I kind of asked him, Hey, what would be your requirements for a freshman quarterback to start for you in the sec talking of course about Sam Horn. And he said, it's not as much proving it to me as it is proving it to the team. And my impression of that at the time was that the team sees Brady as that guy. Um, and it should, you know, he, he started the bowl game last year, the, what he's done in the off season, he's taken on a leadership role. So that kind of was maybe a tell that this was entering, you know, entering the off season, Brady's job to, to lose in, in Eli's eyes. Maybe if he got a different quarterback transfer, that changes things. I mean, he got three guys to campus who probably would have been day one starters, or at least came there with that idea. He didn't get them. And Jack Abraham was not, that caliber of a starter. He was more of a going to show up a compete guy. It tells you maybe something about the way Brady Cook outperformed him more than anything um, yeah. than it does about Sam Horn. But what does this mean for, for Abraham and Sam Horn? Because if I'm Eli Drinkwitz now, Dave, I go, well, I got one guy who's here for one year as a walk-on. And then I got the other guy who's my, my prize quarterback recruit and really needs to put this st- put my stamp on this program as the head coach who recruits quarterbacks well, or at least is supposed to. I, if I were Eli Drinkwitz and I was saying, well, this is what I want to happen, I would want Sam Horn to be the clear-cut number two putting pressure on Brady Cook, not Abraham. What do you think this uh, plays out, and how much do you think he's thinking about that versus who's the best to, to play right away if Cook needs to be replaced or potentially gets hurt? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it, any decision would come down to timing and circumstances. If it's early in the season and you still feel like there's a lot out there and Abraham's game experience is more valuable than just giving Sam Horn some playing time, then maybe you go with the more experienced guy. If it's late in the year and, hey, you know, you're just kind of scratching and clawing to get to six wins and just doing something moderately respectable – then maybe there's more upside to playing the guy who's going to be with you longer. Um, we haven't even mentioned, you know, Tyler Macon. What's his future? Uh, this was his best chance to win the job. You, you would think that it's going to be harder for him, barring injuries, um, to ever win it again. So we'll see what they do. I, you know, I would have liked to been able to talk to Tyler lately, but I haven't been able to get the chance with with practice interviews. But just to see where he's he's thinking at this point. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Like you wrote a great column. I thought there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential value in giving Sam Horn some, some game reps this year. And uh, we've seen Missouri quarterbacks in the past do it sometimes out of necessity, sometimes just out of a luxury that you can give a guy, uh, you know, 
a series in the second quarter, maybe when the game's not even when it's not out of hand yet, just to get that game day experience. And now you've got the rule where they can play in four games and it doesn't count against their eligibility. Um, so, but you know, with, with quarterbacks, it's always a delicate situation. Um, and, and you also got to give reps to somebody who's absolutely earned it to some degree. And you can't just throw somebody out there who's going to throw a pick six because he's not ready for that stage yet. So a lot of interesting decisions. It obviously it does not end with deciding the starter. You have to figure out things from there. And, and then also you got to figure out, okay, Eli's talked all off season about letting his quarterbacks cut it loose, be more aggressive with play calling. How does that fit into who Brady cook is as a quarterback and what this offense is going to look like? Okay. We know who the quarterback is, but what's it going to look like now? Is it going to be different? Is he going to let that guy run around a little bit more create on his own? And he, he's saying that he will, we'll see. I mean, that's, you can talk in August. It's different when you got to do it in September, just how involved will he be in the running game? you know, as a playmaker that can get out and, and create some some plays with his feet. We've seen him do it, small sample size, but it is something that is, it's a part of Brady Cook's package. I would love to see, um, you know, making used in maybe some way that's not a quarterback. Uh, he's, he can run. He's got some, some avoidability on the field. He can make some moves. Maybe he's determined to be a quarterback, but it sure seems to me like he could maybe add something to this offense yeah. that is not, hey, you're taking all of the snaps. So, I'd be curious if that if that develops here as camp goes along, as, as the season goes along. But, you know, with with Horn, it's you're absolutely right. You can't put him out there if he's not ready to play. But if he is, I'd try to find a way without creating a quarterback controversy to try to get him some game experience for now and the future. Pinkle did it best, man. He committed to the plan. Everybody knew it. Nobody freaked out when the, the other guy came in. And he didn't then, you know, pivot and go, well, that guy scored a touchdown. I got to leave him in. Right. Um, you know, he stuck to the plan unless he was ready to make that jump. And then you'd make it and you don't look back. But there can be ways to kind of use, you know, get a guy some reps without creating a, a controversy. Ideally, it helps if the starting quarterback is performing well. And that that's really what circles back to Cook. What is your biggest box that Cook needs to check in terms of just on the field? We know he can lead. I think you and I both know and we've been trying to tell people he can run yeah. better and faster and more productively than some people think. Um, it's not this, there's this false narrative developed last season where like Tyler Macon was the running quarterback and Brady cook was the throwing quarterback and cook can run. He's one of the faster, one of the faster guys on this team and he's not afraid to do it. So I don't even want to touch on that, but to me, it's, I, th I think right now is, his career long rush is longer than his career long pass. Yeah. Um, you know, can he, but then again, he hasn't really had many opportunities to, can he be the guy who can maybe not all the time, but take the, the top off the defense when necessary. Right. Can he complete the long ball? Because if, if, if defenses don't believe that and they, they put him in a prove it mode, which I would do. If I was a defensive coordinator facing a quarterback who's never completed more than a 25 yard pass, I'd say, I'm going to make him do it. Can he do that? And do you are you did you see enough of practice? I know that it's like three minutes of stretching, but right. uh, do you have do you have a sense of what kind of arm talent we're talking about here? I think he's got a little bit better arm than what we've seen in games. Uh, you look at that bowl game last year, and he had a really high completion percentage, which he has every time he's played in right. a game. But it was a lot of really quick drops, and you know, firing to his first read and just trying to move the chains and not really challenge it was, it was army not really challenge army deep too much 
So he had a very controlled, conservative approach, which did work for the most part. I mean, they didn't win the game, but he had a pretty effective game. Uh, when he had to move it more in the two-minute drill and, and really get the ball downfield, again, it was, it was a lot of kind of short throws, not just not just the dink and dunk stuff to the running back or the tight end, but he it, it wasn't, you know, um, throwing, you know, a, a deep corner route for 40 yards or a go route down the sideline for 50 or anything like that. Um, but I think he's got some guys now that can go and catch those balls, whether it's Dominic Lovett out of the slot or Luther Burden outside, Toski Dove. For a guy that didn't catch a touchdown last year, he is a pretty good deep threat because he can high point the ball pretty well downfield and he's physical enough to kind of get separation. So they've got guys that can do that. We saw Mookie Cooper last year take one to the house on a deep ball. Um, so they've got the guys, and I think he maybe has the arm. Now, he's not he's not Drew Locke or Blaine Gabbert that can just uh, uncork one for 60 yards and it's just a thing of beauty. Um, but we also haven't really seen him try it that much. So I, I don't want to – I don't want to say there's anything he can't do just because his sample size has been so small. Um, but Eli is a quarterback coach. So I think he knows what his quarterbacks are capable of. Maybe he hasn't always, you know, called it right the last two years, especially with, with Connor injured, Basilak injured last year. But I think he's got a pretty good feel for who Brady Cook is. And we'll see if he, if he throws, shows a little bit more arm than what we've seen so far from him. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I phrased it as this: don't don't assume what he can't do, based on what we haven't seen him do. Right. Um, right. You know, but 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 if he's going to be that guy, and he's going to be the one who put a lid on the quarterback controversy, competition chatter, you know, early in camp and leaves it on for a season, then he is going to have to show he can hit some of those shots, uh, because you know you've got some guys, as you said, who can who can make them. How about this, Dave? How much does Connor Bazelak loom over the way that this season of Missouri quarterbacks is analyzed here. Um, you know, he's in a competition in Indiana. He has not, at least at the time of this recording, been named the starter, but it sure seems like it could go that way. If he has a great season or if he struggles, does that does that color at all what what is going on here at Mizzou? The fact that he was the starter last season, that they were not able to get him to stick around for whatever reasons. Um, if he Balls out there, does it make things look worse here if the quarterbacks struggle? What do you make of the, the Bazelak element here? Well, yeah, it's inevitable that there's going to be some comparisons, and that's kind of what we do, and we'll we'll do it either way. Yeah, you're right. He hasn't won the job yet. He's, he's competing with a guy, Jack Tuttle, who's been there for a few years. Tom Allen is like, just from what I've read, I've tried to keep up a little bit, um, shuts down everything. He doesn't let media see absolutely anything and has been really vague in his comments about the quarterback competition. But as of going into the weekend, he had not named a starter between those two. So, you know, there's, there's no uh, guarantee that Bazelak even starts for Indiana this year. If he does and puts up good numbers. Yeah. We're going to be sitting there and making the comparisons to what, uh, to what cook is doing or whoever ends up, you know, playing the most for Missouri, but that's just kind of how it goes. And I, I don't know, in some ways, it's not fantasy football. You know, it wasn't an even trade. It wasn't – Eli Drinkwitz didn't log on to his computer and drop Connor Bazelak from his team and add Brady Cook. You know, there's emotions involved here. These are, you know, discussions, and uh, these, these things kind of lingered. We, we know that Connor last year was obviously disappointed with the way that – not things were handled necessarily because he never really talked about it to his credit. But, you know, he got booed at that Florida game. He wasn't happy about that. It just seemed like – Again, no one again, no one really wanted to talk about it on the record, but uh, he just needed a fresh start and maybe Missouri wanted a fresh start 
and again, maybe it ends up being sort of a, a regret on both sides. I mean, if he doesn't win the job in Indiana, maybe he regrets leaving Missouri situation. If he goes and has a great year at Indiana, maybe Missouri regrets not making it work better with him. But those conversations and those decisions are going to be happening all over the country with all these transfers who, who moved on starting quarterbacks at the power five level who moved on to other teams. There's going to be some buyer's remorse somewhere for sure. I mean, how about that idea? Jaden, Jaden Daniels, JT Daniels, and then the, um, the kid from Baylor, whose name Bohannon. I can never remember. Jerry um, Bohannon. Yeah. Yep. The fact that these guys could be compared to cook and, and what if cook plays better? Um, yeah. That would be, that would be another take on that. There's going to be some fun comparisons after this quarterback carousel turned and where Missouri wrote it and where they ultimately winded up coming off of it. So I think that's going to be big fodder, but you you've written to this um, and it's 100% spot on. It really comes down to the development of the position and not just Brady cook. Um, right. Sam Horn's development is critical. Can they get some sort of use out of Tyler Macon, maybe in a, in a, in some sort of a role. And then what is Jack Abraham's role in this team? I think Eli still, the verdict is out on, can he get and also develop the right quarterback? Um, that's very much something that he's going to have to do if he wants to have longtime success at Mizzou. And right now it's, it's his, he's had two different starting quarterbacks and they're both neither guys he recruited. So there's a, that this is a big storyline here and it's not just a Brady cook storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just roster management, roster development. It's crucial all over um, outside of, you know, the absolute blue bloods who are just bringing in five stars after five stars. It's more important at a place like Missouri uh, where you, the, the margin for error is much slimmer. You know, you, you, you pay a bigger price when you miss on a recruit. Um, Gary Pinkle used to say all the time, what's, what's worse than missing on a really good player is bringing in the wrong player. Because when you've got a locker room full of mistake recruits, um, then you can screw up a team or a program in the short term or the long term. You can, you can get by if you miss out on Ezekiel Elliott or you miss out on somebody else as long as you bring in the right guys. But you don't want to make mistakes by bringing in the wrong people too. So that's part of player development. That's part of roster development. That, um, and I wrote about that over the weekend that some programs just have kind of mastered uh, and, and others it's a, it's a bit more of a challenge. Uh, I know we're talking, we're quarterback heavy, but Drinkwitz after Sunday's practice had really interesting comments about the running back situation. It is completely up in the air. Uh, Cody Schrader, the walk-on transfer from Truman State, went to Lutheran, Lutheran South in St. Louis, said he's been the most consistent running back in camp. He said you can tell his playing experience shines through. He's able to do all the things we need to him to do as far as blitz pickup and route running and consistent running the ball and getting positive yards. I mean, he's just he was gushing about him. And Nathaniel Pete, the transfer from Stanford, has been out for a while with some injuries. Uh, Tavares Jones, the four-star freshman, has been out. He's, he hasn't been really thrilled with Elijah Young's consistency. Um, I think Cody Schrader's got a great chance to, just based on those comments, to be the starting quarterback or starting running back when, when this season kicks off. All right, here's a full circle to end it. Last season, always – we're talking about preseason was who's going to replace Larry Roundtree at running back. I mean, that was like, that was right. the, that was the topic. And then Tyler Brady comes and gets opportunity. Dave, he was a guy who was on this team who we were factoring into the discussion, but he had never been used as the feature back. We thought oh, he'll contribute, but this is going to be a hodgepodge. Maybe Brady cook can have a, uh, well, probably impossible to have a Tyler Beatty season because no one really has ever had a Tyler yeah. Beatty season like last year but maybe he can have a uh, shades of Tyler Beatty season in that he was there. 
he was right there under their nose all along and you give the right guy the right opportunity and see what happens so maybe yeah. that can be the uh maybe that can be the you know the the trend line for brady cook we'll see it'd be a heck of a story it really would and great and comes from a good family in st louis you know he, he's a guy that fans and some media probably didn't give him enough credit because he was a three star if he would have gotten just one more star as a four star and maybe would have gotten that if he would have delayed his recruitment a little bit uh and and accepted more offers but he just was so dead set on playing for missouri that he kind of fell off the radar a little bit even though he put up really good numbers at chaminade so um all that though is irrelevant at this point he is missouri's starting quarterback for the season opener uh in in not too long from now Hey, man, we'll have it covered at stltoday.com. We'll do the weekly podcast. Uh, make sure to check those out. Subscribe if you're not already, and keep it locked at stltoday.com for all your Mizzou coverage. For Dave, I'm Ben. We'll talk to you next time.